Hey guys, welcome back to the Phil Crass Survival Podcast. I'm sitting here in uh, Colorado, beautiful Colorado, with Kevin Owens. Hola. Hey, Mike. What how are the are Irish? You? How did the Irish say hello to each other? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Oh, really? What's up, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Um, no, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We, we this is the podcast all about the coronavirus. Um, I want you to let you know. I, I want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored and. Um, you know, I always like talking about sponsorships uh, or brought to you by and reinforcing the fact that this is a free podcast to people. Mm-hmm. And so if the I always also never get anything that's out of line with our own values, meaning shit that I don't like. like I'm not going to advertise crap that I don't like. If I'm using it, if I'm um if I've tested it, if I've, you know, some somehow supported it, then I'm going to talk about it, and I'll use those guys as sponsors to give you a discount. Killcliff's one of those companies. Killcliff.com. You guys can go on and get a 10% uh, coupon code using Survival10, Survival10. Uh, Killcliff supports the Navy SEAL Foundation, but also makes the best energy drinks on the planet. Um, Kevin's not read on to that program yet because he's... I had some, but I didn't try the CBD because I was, yeah. you know... We need to get a tea sponsor. Dude, damn! Right? CBD tea sponsor. You couldn't take CBD before, but I'm, now, yeah, you've well, been shotgun them, keistering them, and shotgun them. <laughs> I'm drinking tea right now. I have a cup of tea the size of like a gallon. That's good. You need that. We good. need to prep you up, man. We've been. It's been long days training the scouts of Fourth Infantry Division. Yep. Guy, remember that guy who said, "Hey, uh, I saw the picture of the guys. It, it, I just thought it'd be bigger than that." Like. It's a scout platoon. I know, right? Yeah, it's yeah, not the yeah. entire infantry division. Yeah, um, that'd be cool teaching the whole infantry division. It'd probably be unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But anyways, killcliff.com, survive one zero. I'm also uh, this podcast is sponsored by Bravo Company Manufacturing. Um, Bravo Company Manufacturing. Uh, Paul, the uh, owner, is a, a patriot and a former warfighter, doing a lot of good things in the business realm for Americans. Um, former Marine, and one of the best companies I've ever worked with. Strategically, we work with these guys on marketing and everything else. But John Chang, big shout out to John and Black Powder Red Earth, um, as well as uh, BCM. The 11.5, we're getting three 11.5s from me, you, and Raul. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be in soon, and, and I can't wait to talk about them. Because you recommended uh, 11.5 after we talked about what SOCOM went to, right? Yeah, we, we, we looked at the ballistics and obviously for all the people out there, obviously a 14.5 is going to give you a little more muzzle velocity, but uh, an 11.5 is a good compromise. Short gun, good for CQB, but um, decent ballistics and de- decent uh, flight characteristics for, for 11.5. It's it's a lot better than a 10.3 or that we had before. So that's why we, we were going or we're looking at going to 11.5. Yeah, and I like it because it's not what's suppressed, which once we get our SOT, I'm not shooting any guns that don't have cans. Mm-hmm. Every gun. I'm it's gonna uncivilized. Put, yeah, I'm going to put a mm-hmm. I'm gonna put a can on my Colt uh, single action. Um, like, I'm suppressing everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. what? Nobody's made that. We should make it. I want to get a suppressor for my Colt. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, also, this podcast is uh, sponsored by KC Highlights. If you guys are interested in uh, overlanding like we are. We do overland training on overlandtraining.com as well as Philcraft Mobility at Philcraft Mobility on most social media, uh, including Instagram. Casey Highlights, dude, I've loved those guys since Back to the Future, man. They, they're iconic. Uh, they're still a family-owned business. You guys could use Fieldcraft, one word, 
at kchighlights.com. In fact, my vehicle, my uh, Go Rig that I used during the Go Rig Challenge, which is a big Dodge diesel pickup truck, is at Summit Off Road in Prescott, Arizona, getting KC Highlights attached to it right now and looking forward to that next Go Rig Challenge. So make sure you check out KC Highlights. And if you're around town in Prescott, March 14th at AT Overland, AT Overland's shop, we will be out there representing uh, as well as Risen Warrior Syndicate, uh, AT will be out there, Max Tracks will be out there, uh, Summit Off-Road will be out there, as well as uh, KC Highlights just gave up product for a raffle um, for that March 14th event. You guys can go to philcraftsarrival.com and sign up for that. Big shout out to KC Highlights. Also, this podcast is sponsored by Triarch, Triarch's coupon code on Triarch System. That's T-R-I-A-R-C Systems. Dot com. You can use Philcraft, one word, to say 5% on any build. I'm a big fan of, uh, man, the best gun I've ever shot in my life is this Tri-11. It's similar to the STI design. It's a double-stack 9mm, but it's custom, uh, all in Triarch's uh, flavor and style. Good-looking guns that also shoot well. Uh, we use their carbines for our truck guns. Have a Glock 17 Charlie they built me for the range that I use for all my training courses. Big shout out to Chris, Jimmy, all the guys at TriarchSystems.com. All right, let's go into it, man. Pandemics. All right. So one of the things that's happening is it's almost like by the hour, we could tune into the news and get an update of somebody else dying, something going on in in the realm of corona, everything. Um, You lived and grew up in Ireland, and growing up in Ireland – there's you didn't have the same healthcare system that we had here. Was was disease? Was viruses? Were were things that typically that you see over here that are typically dealt with like type B flus, type A flus? Was it any different over there, or no. did you guys have any problem? Problems no, it was pretty much the same. We had national healthcare, which anybody who who advocates national healthcare has never lived under national health healthcare. What's that like? Oh, it's horrible. It's mm-hmm. absolutely horrible. Most people in Ireland now that have good jobs buy their own healthcare, even though it's free from the government, because anything, me and you have worked for the government for, for years, and uh, the government, they're not efficient and not good at doing a lot of things. So growing up at national healthcare, it, it's enough to live on, I guess, but um, it, it's, it's not good. And anybody over there who... Uh, has a good job, buys their own healthcare, but it's, it you deal with the same types of, of stuff you do here. As really? Far as, yeah, yeah. No much. pandemic kind of things you remember growing Not up. Not that I remember. No. So, um, uh, if you guys aren't familiar, you know the the pandemic, which is um, a disease that overwhelms and uh, uh, saturates an area. Um, it means widespread, right? Yeah, it's the a pandemic, widespread yeah, yeah. Uh, disease. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one that the United States had that was really epic and beyond any comprehensible proportions that we could even fathom was the Spanish influenza of 1917 to 1918. That's right. Cause it, it was taking place during world war one and the Spanish influenza, which I think started in China, uh, came over sea, came over boats and infiltrated the United States and killed an estimated 675,000 people in America, in the United States, which obviously is a larger portion of the U.S. population than is currently. And um, the estimates for the world population is anywhere from 50 to 100 million. 
So in recent history, a hundred years ago, man, that's mm-hmm. that's not that long ago. And people are always oh, people think oh that would never happen today. The thing we have today that we didn't have a hundred years ago is people can be around the world like that. They get on a plane, yeah. they hit a they hit a hub, and yeah. then they all go in a hundred different directions, and now every one of them touches another 500 people who touches another 500 people you know so it, it can mm. be controlled better today but it can be spread much much quicker too the the first time i ever realized how fragile we really were was when i went to iraq it wasn't afghanistan actually i don't afghanistan i ate local food and i guess our hygiene situation was squared away but when we went to iraq in fact, it was with the trip with you in 06 when mm-hmm. we went to uh, Baghdad. I got super sick. Mm-hmm. I remember, I actually remember when it happened. I, I was eating kebabs with, you ever heard of that company? I'm, I'm sorry, the, the book, The Company They Keep. There's a yes. female author who wrote, a, she wrote the book for her husband, mm-hmm. and she was a spouse of an SF guy and was talking about their her experiences as part of the, you know, the spouse mm-hmm. of a, a detachment guy. She was there, and they told me they wanted me to go out with her, and you know, hang out with her and show her around. And I took her to ICTF, the Iraqi Counterterrorism Force guys, and we had kebabs. And I ate those kebabs and felt bloated, which is common for us in those type of situations where you feel this bloat because it's some foreign bacteria your mm-hmm. your stomach overreacts. And the next thing I know, I spent a week. Shitting. The Iraqis puking. were actually quite clean. They were yeah. very clean people compared to to Afghan. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they were peasants, you know, in the middle of yeah. nowhere. And had, but the Iraqi soldiers, we we ate with a lot. They were actually quite clean people. They're, they washed their hands. Yeah. They do all the right stuff. But it's just yeah. a different. The cooking, though. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I remember shitting in the shower mm-hmm. and puking <laughs> in the same shower. So it's like I couldn't even leave the shower because I was so fucking sick yeah. and I lost twenty pounds. Um, I look like I still have pictures of myself. Maybe mm. I'll post a picture just to show people what I look like. Um, I was I was just torn up, and then I remember trying to get treatment for it. And one guy thought it was like a virus, and then we found out it was like a bacteria thing. And they finally gave me antibiotics and, it, mm-hmm. and addressed it. It cleaned it up real good. But I realized how you know I started looking into like biome microbiomes and uh, microbiology in the stomach. And how many living organisms live in you to counteract and, you know, digest food and everything. And I realized, dude, it, it could take one little thing. Microscopic. Microscopic mm-hmm. to wipe you out, mm-hmm. kill you. And, it, and I think it's funny because we talked about this in the car uh, driving around Castle Rock. It's like people are downplaying this. But there's a risk of death because the mortality rate's 2%. So... You could get sneezed on and die from getting sneezed on, mm. and that to me is serious. Like, I, if I'm gonna die, like I want to, I want to be definitive. I get hit by a car, I fall off a fucking boat and drown. The definitive something, but to get sneezed on from an unknown person who's just or, or touch a handle or touch that, a handle yeah, or touch that, silverware. That's or, the scary part, oh, right? Shit. Because it's not something you see that. Uh, you know, yeah, you touch a handle that somebody touched hours before, and then you wipe your face. And I, I saw when you were talking last night, some somebody posted, well, I'm not worried because it, it only kills the elderly. Do you not have a mom and a dad or little kids at yeah. home? And, and that's true. Really that's not true. Bring, it's not true. But yeah. you really want to bring that stuff home. Uh, I got 
about three years ago at SHOT Show, I went and you go to SHOT Show for SOCOM and you shake a hundred hands a day, maybe 500. What's it called? The SHOT Show Plague or something like that? It's like a common thing. People talk about it every Do they? year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I wasn't prepping. I was just getting on with it. And then flying back on the plane, being enclosed with all those other people from SHOT Show that were shaking 100 and 200 hands a day. All it takes is one dirty effort. Fucker. Fucker. You say fucker on the podcast. Can I, it, You're out of the uh, army now. You're allowed I to know, cuss. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, to not wash his hands or whatever. And I got, after I got back home, I got violently ill for about four days. So every other shot show I went to, I was drinking airborne a couple of times a day. I was washing my hands, I, you know, hand sanitizer. I was super paranoid. And I've almost become almost like a little bit of a germaphobe since because I hate being freaking sick. I hate it. I'm like a big baby, man. I can't take it. Well, we talked about it before. Uh, maybe it's, maybe now it's time that we become germa germaphobes mm -hmm. is it germaphobe i was about yeah. to say germ homophobes <laughs> what the fuck is that wow oh, no, germaphobe, yeah. germaphobes yeah. it's it's about time that we become germaphobes because when you when you live through adversity mm -hmm. and you get to a point in your life where you're you're downtrodden you just want some peace yeah and then sneezing's taking you out of the game mm -hmm. yeah. uh like I, I joke about the last time that i blew out my neck where I, I threw a towel around my head to dry off my back, and it caught the top of my big head and pulled my neck down and blew it out. And I was Are like, in, yeah, I was incapable of uh, moving. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's how it happens, right? That's how yeah. we're going to go out. Yeah, it is. Uh, you talk about Iraq. Do you remember in 07, we had those four of us in one room, and we had a big table in the middle? And near the end of the trip, we found out that the wood is treated with formaldehyde. Mm -hmm. And it's so bad for you. I'm waiting and we, for that to we show had, up. Well, we had congestive problems and all yes. kinds of shit at the time. And um, yeah, it's, it's, see, there's so many things in America that would be outlawed, right? Yeah. But, but, but over there, there are no laws. The trash for pit? That. Yeah, burning trash and Bre burning shit. Breathing all and, the shit we were breathing in. Yeah. I, have one, I have a piece of paper in my med records that JSOC gave me for Camp Fernandez for that trash pit that yeah. everybody got put in their med records. I don't know if I have that. Maybe I need to get I'll it because if something happens later on, I yeah. can refer back to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we were talking about this earlier on too. And I remember being in Lebanon when I was with the Irish army and we were on these bases, these little light posts where it'd be like a platoon, very, very small. Um, and we had like porta potty type shitters, right? And the engineers, the military would, would, come up with the shit sucking trucks and suck the shit out like like a like a septic tank yeah and uh they'd take it away and then the truck was down and they hired local contractors to come and do that and i remember because i was on the checkpoint right out in front they sucked all the shit out of the, the porta shitter right and it went down like 100 meters down the road and pumped it into the side of the road back into the streets dirty fuckers yeah. oh my god dude no that's fucking nasty. Gross. That's just nasty. But they're all immune to it because they grew up there, right? And they yeah. built up those antibodies, and, and they're yeah. just they're just they're so used to it. But your little coddled immune system coming from from a, a modern country, um, you you get sick as fuck. I, I've gotten really sick in Afghanistan, um, like violently sick. Yeah, eating eating because part just of eating part the local of, food. Part of the being a green beret and being. Uh, uh, you know, assimilating and, and building that rapport, you have to go and eat with these people. It's a big deal, and you try to be, you try to build that rapport. Break, break, literally go, break. Go and bread. eat, yeah, yeah. Go and eat stuff that was not cooked properly, or, or, or 
bad hygiene cooking it and just get your guts just yeah i remember uh ben bittner um arrest his soul he 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 made a building for our bread maker who is a baker mm-hmm. and he would make our foot bread and that bread is the best bread i've ever had in mm-hmm. my life but me and the other uh 18 bravo were patrolling the firebase we had a pretty large firebase so we were on the outskirts of it um and just driving up and down with four-wheel drive vehicles and we came across the baker said hey let's go stop by and see the baker went in there and he's standing on top of this brick uh table and he's literally stepping on the bread with his bare mm-hmm. nasty ass feet yeah and i stopped and i was like what is this dude doing and then he's like i don't know let's sit here and watch him for a bit and then he's he's finished stomping out which is when you stomp, it's like pita bread. It's like flat. Yeah, yeah you're, you're yeah. stomping the yeast into the bread yeah. to get it. Uh, yeah, to, so they've been doing it like that for it. a thousand years. For a thousand yeah. years. But that's why it's called foot bread. Yeah, and I didn't yeah. realize that. Until, they used to call it armpit bread too, because they get like, you know, twenty four of these things, and yeah. they carry it under their arm in their dirty oh. ass armpit. Was it, ever cro- like, was it ever called crotch bread? Not that I okay, know. Of. Go- I would oh, never have eaten goodness. it if it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when when we went in there, I was like. Is this how I said I got a turp and I said, Is this how he prepares it every time? Like, yep, this is tradition. Yeah. And I was like, Does he wash his feet? Like, yeah. Show me what he washes his feet with. And they gave me a bottle he gave he showed me a bottle of water. Yeah. I was like, Great, man. Yeah. Great. Because water water doesn't do anything. It it actually wakes up all the bacteria. It's an <laughs> activator for bacteria. Um but yeah, the, depending on you on where you are in the world. Uh, I talked about this at the five eleven thing the other night at Colorado Springs. Big shout out to the five eleven ABR Academy. I just realized today that ABR stands for always be ready. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Okay. I'm sorry. I saw I that on their video. That, I, yeah. I, I know it was, their motto was always be ready, but I thought it was academy mm. badass readiness <laughs> or something like that. So um, when I was in Niger, Africa, everybody I was with got upper respiratory infections from breathing the air because the feces of the animals and the people was in the air. And it's, it's so true because... We go everywhere and we have the most fragile mm-hmm. systems. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so we think because we show up in you know black helicopters and green night vision and, and go to work that we're somehow invincible, but we're not. We're not See, even that, close. That's, that's why people are like, oh, you're hyping this this coronavirus thing. And, and okay, would you not be prepared? Because it, it, to me, it's so scary because it doesn't matter how much of a badass you are. Yeah. That shit will take your ass down fast. And all you have to do is wipe your face. Yeah. And, and, what is that psychology, though? These guys, I, it has been a lot of guys like, you're buying yeah, into the hype. I, I, I but what know. does that mean? Like, when when that, their perspective looking at us, like, you're buying the hype. Uh, I bought some mask and I know. hand sanitizer. If you have a handgun in your house because somebody might break in, are you buying into the hype? Yeah. Or are you just being ready for something that could happen? Absolutely. What's the difference? What is the difference? Yeah. And what's know. the harm in. Like people are like these people are all. I went to Costco today and people were fucking out and buying all the paper towels and doing. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> fuck. Maybe on Wednesday, on Friday the seventeenth, there's yeah. going to be a lot of people that buy paper towels. But thank God, let's let's sell more paper towels. Yeah, That's capitalism. Yeah, let's hook yeah. up the companies that sell paper towels. <laughs> um, I I actually talked to George and the other day and uh, we, me and you, mapped out a course and I was like. We need to do a course on pandemics. Mm-hmm. Education. And course. education. Yeah, yeah. And and people were like that nobody's saying this, but I already know people mm-hmm. are saying, Oh, you're just you're taking advantage of the situation. Uh 
Yes, of course I am. Mm-hmm. It's it's why would you not take advantage of preparing people for that for that situation for that inevitable potential situation? Mm-hmm. Look, the the reality is, and we'll talk about the facts here in a couple of minutes. But the reality is, there is something different about the Chinese novel coronavirus, and that difference is there's speculation that it's manufactured. Right? I don't even give a fuck if it's uh, speculation that it's manufactured. I care most that the Chinese government has said and the CDC has reported that it's come out of wet markets in China, mm-hmm. which is where they kill the animal live um, inside the market to where it's the freshest meat possible. Those places are ridden with virus and fucking bacteria. So I don't want a virus in my body or mm-hmm. my family's body that derives from a fucking wet market in the middle of China. Fucking China is disgusting. <laughs> like the only thing, I mean, the most overpopulated country in the and heavily polluted uh, and probably heavily um, uh, dirty, fucking nasty populace is China. And, and if it wasn't something new and dangerous, Chinese people wouldn't be dying, right? If it wasn't yeah. that serious, they Absolutely. would they would have immunities for it, right? They'd, yeah. they'd have antibodies in their system to to re, to fight it. Yeah. But because they're dying, then what's it going to do to us, you know? Yeah. What yeah. do you think about the... Okay, we get asked all this all the time, but there's a whole bunch of people coming out of the woodwork, um, social media platforms as well, that are posting um, these videos of the guys with guns dragging people out. And some of them have been already debunked as being fake. I'm very skeptical of I stuff I see on social media. And I, I, I don't know. Well, people, people are saying, why would you trust the CDC? Because the CDC has overall a good reputation for mm-hmm. fucking data and statistics with all the scientists that work for it. Yeah. So yeah. Do, do I trust the army wholly? And, and, and No, I don't. But overall, they're, they're a good operational unit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah there's going to be shitbirds, but that's every organization in the government period because it's super inefficient. So I, I am more likely to pay attention to CDC statistics mm-hmm. and facts than I am videos of dudes that, like one was a fucking... A clip, a Hollywood clip from the um, the uh, uh, World War Z movie. Really, and people were yeah. uh, reporting that as like, oh my oh, god, look what's happening. Yeah, people want we should, it. We yeah. should do that. Just post one and then <laughs> hashtag it. It'll, be, it'll go freaking crazy. Yeah. It turns you into a zombie. What did you do when you were in the military in uh, and training or op- like? Did you do anything in the NBC realm, the American Army, or any any army? I was asked this uh, question this morning by yeah. the coat of arms, dude. We do, we it's, do, we do. You know, so the first time I ever, when I was in the Irish Army, real quick, the first time I ever saw a pro mask on an NBC suit was when I was in Lebanon during the Gulf War. And it was because they were afraid stuff would get dropped into Israel and blow across the border on us. So we, they issued us masks and, and, and uh, NBC suits. Then in the American Army, it's always been very, very half-assed let's put it that so way half-assed. it really you put is the mask on nobody likes doing it right yeah, everybody sucky. fucking hates it yeah. and except for civilians they love that shit do they oh Dude, put that fucking mask. mask on for a little while put a while. full fucking kid on with, yeah with yeah. gloves yeah yeah and try to take a piss yeah, yeah or a shit yeah or a shit <laughs> um but it's always been somewhat half-assed because it's a pain in the ass to train and you remember you'd bang the mess tins together and you'd have like 10 seconds to put your mask on and then you get the big did that needle. So you get that big needle that you stick in your fucking leg. EpiPen. Or no, uh, Ep- uh, Ep- 
two pam chloride and antrophine. Atrophine. Antrophine. Yeah. 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 Um, it's basically adrenaline, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's to fight the inf- but. Uh, Let's, let's be honest. You're going to get hit with a puking agent first, which means you can't put a mask on. Yeah. So you're pretty you're dead. But nobody uses, hopefully nobody uses that stuff because it's so evil and it's so horrible. They use in World War One a lot. A yeah. lot more than people realize. Mustard gas, right? Yeah, Patricia yeah, mustard a gas. lot, yeah. So, um, so MB- we did NBC, NBC right? training yeah. a lot of What's NBC. What's NBC stand for? for Nuclear, biological, and chemical warfare. Mm-hmm. And they put you in the gas chamber and all. We didn't do much in SF, honestly. No, we no, were like, no. fuck that. I'm not carrying that. I got enough shit to carry without carrying that mask. Um, that, in fact, if you think about all the things that we were capable of doing, yeah. that was the least capable. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we had the equipment, but we yeah. never wanted to put that yeah, shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put, um, I've, I've had I've done rebreather hits like like the circulation system the mm-hmm. whole thing hot stuff, yeah. wash and helicopters mm-hmm. and everything and it's the biggest suck fest you'll it's ever experience horrible. in your life it's absolutely horrible yeah. yeah it's even hard to shoot with that fucking mask on yeah yeah, yeah. the guys at Coda Arms actually asked me that they said hey what, you know what kind of considerations oh sorry uh, it's mm-hmm. that beer uh, uh, that wasn't a fart man that was a burp <laughs> um the coat of arms guys are like, hey, what would you do with a mask? And I said, the first thing I would do is um, put cat crap, not actual cat crap, but the stuff that divers use, or toothpaste on the inside of the mask mm-hmm. to prevent the humidity because you can't see out of the shit. And then I would get a big-ass riser on my optic on my gun yeah, yeah. to get it shoot. in my field of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not going to get a cheek weld. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen mm-hmm. unless you want to risk breaking the seal. Um, anyways. I digress. Let's go over the facts. Let's talk about some okay. facts. As, and this is this is the most recent facts. What and source I, are you using? I'm going to use CNN because um, CNN, when covering this, has outlined the facts specifically what they are. And then I'll hit an ABC fact fact check. Um, but here's what we're covering now: it's the latest numbers. The novel coronavirus has killed more than 2,900 people. And it's and it's just so you guys know this. Last night it was 28 like 83 or something like that. And this morning, by the time you guys hear this, it's going to be more than 2,900. 2,900 people worldwide, the vast majority in mainland China. And um, there's been 85,000 global cases with infections on every continent uh, for the exception of Antarctica. So every single continent has been affected. President Trump spoke to reporters about the latest coronavirus developments, including for the first time in the U.S., the death of a patient in Washington State. And we'll talk about that patient here in a bit. The World Health Organization says the outbreak has reached the highest level in quotations of risk for the world with a director general warning it can go in any direction and major stock indexes in the U.S. recorded their worst week since the 2008 financial crisis before the recession. Um, The Northern California County reports fourth case of coronavirus, which is the, the newest update, in Santa Clara County, according to the County Public Health Department. And the cases involve an adult, adult woman who was in contact with another coronavirus patient in the county. But she's not ill. She's not hospitalized. She's actually in isolation in her home. And then uh, the this means there are 70 confirmed presumptive positive cases of novel coronavirus in the U.S. Um, and, and that's been tested by the public health lab and is pending confirmation from the U.S. Centers for Disease and Prevention. These include 44 people, so 44 of the 70 who were aboard the Diamond Princess cruise ship, and three people repatriated from China, according to the CDC. 
With the new Santa Clara case, there are now 23 U.S. cases in the following states. Arizona, California, Illinois, Massachusetts, Oregon, Washington State, and Wisconsin. 13 of these cases are travel-related and 10 are linked to -to person-to-person spread. That obviously leaves the question. There's some that have no travel history with the assumption being that there are people that are infected, that infected them, that aren't reported, uh, which is a, a big issue. Uh, Brazil announced a second case of coronavirus, so it's already going into Brazil. Italy is running rampant with that. South Korea is over 1,000. I think South Korea is leading the way behind China mm-hmm. uh, with the most reported cases, and then Japan is in, in third. So how many people have it that think they just have the common flu? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And look, this just reported, Ireland reports first case of coronavirus, man. Holy shit. That's 10% of the population. Yeah, 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 right. A a man in the eastern part of Ireland has contracted coronavirus, according to the statement. The case is, uh, oh, it just moved. Hold on, sorry. Uh, It says the case is associated with travel from an affected area in northern Italy. So they Mm -hmm. were in northern Italy, Mm -hmm. went back there, which is, man, Europe. I mean, everywhere. Trains, trains all over Europe. I mean, how do you how do you shut that down? Almost impossible, right? You're unlikely to get coronavirus twice. It's been reported. That's a new report, uh, which is self-explanatory. And then CDC directs tweets that agency erroneously identify Washington coronavirus patient who died. Um, We'll leave that to bear. But um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what these worst-case scenarios are. One, the mortality rate. People are using mortality rate as almost like a uh, clickbait. It's Mm -hmm. like... Some people are definitively getting it wrong. I mean, they're reporting that the mortality rate of the standard flu is the same as the mortality rate of coronavirus. It's basic fucking math, people. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be Asian to figure this shit out. Mm -hmm. You take the amount affected and then the amount killed via the mortality rate, and then you divide that into it, and it will give you the percentage, and the estimates are 2 to 4%. And the reason it's 2 to 4 and it fluctuates, fluctuates is because... There are other statistics that are reporting that they're underreporting the disease in certain areas, and so they're making an assumption based on the underreporting and estimating what they think is the overall. But it's about two to four percent. Have you read? Because I haven't seen this. Have you read what the difference is? So I get the flu and I'm, I'm laid up. At what point is do I know that it's something worse? Have you seen that anywhere? No, no. But the but I think that would that. What you just said really affects the statistics in the mortality rate for the standard flu, mm-hmm. which is 0.1%, right? That's that's obviously less than a percent, but 0.1% stating that if there's 0.1% of the population that's dying from the flu, that's the flu of reporting at hospitals that are taking statistics, like I checked in in uh, the VA hospital, for example, and I tested positive for the type A H1N1 flu. I'm assuming that that test positive because it was taking and tested to a database mm-hmm. is what pings the database for test positives. But how many people go and don't get tested? Mm-hmm. How many people go um, and get identified as a common cold or something else? Or how many people don't go? 
And yeah. so when you look at the overall mortality rate, like a, Austin's sick right now. He didn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He might have the flu, mm-hmm. maybe a, yeah. a type B. How many people is he going to affect before he realizes he has? Exactly. Yeah, Austin could have coronavirus. I just spent 12 hours in the truck with him tomorrow. That fucker, man. <laughs> Fucking Austin. Um, but, but that's a good point because now it's like, how are these statistics coming to bear and are they accurate and what does it mean? Well, the only thing I care about right now, let's just talk about, like, let's just focus on the statistic of the mortality rate of 2%. Two people out of every 100 die from this. And there's a statistic of the hospitalized versus not, but let's just take that at face value. Two out of every 100. So you have a 2% chance. Those are pretty fucking good mm-hmm. odds, mm-hmm. right? 2% of anything is better, or in this case, worse than fucking nothing. But you have 2%. I don't care if it's 90%. I don't care if it's 0.001%. I don't want to get sick from foreign viral infections from fucking China that's making its way across the globe. Mm. Like, I don't want to do that. Uh, the coat of arms guys asked me today, they said, if they made a, a uh, vaccine today for coronavirus, would you take it? Fuck to the no. No, I wouldn't take it. Because I don't want any shit in me that has to do anything with the, the coronavirus. Oh my god, man! Sorry, I get worked up about the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your what? What are you thinking? So, I I got a. I'm supposed to go back at the end of the month to brag to go to the You Suck Sniper competition. I don't want to fly. I don't want to sit on a plane. I know why you don't want to fly. Well, I hate flying anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I don't want to sit there with like 200 people on a plane that one person could be sick. So, I hope it checks out. I hope it's nothing. I hope it all blows over and and. Uh, it, it turns out to be nothing, but I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. So what's worse? What's what's worse? Is it the, the mortality rate of the current virus and getting infected, or is it the second and third tertiary effects of what's going to potentially happen? Probably the second and third effects, right? I, I wonder if, if it's going to get so bad that hospitals get overwhelmed with people who have the flu. Who think they who have Who think corona. they have yeah. coronavirus, right? They're like, I'm getting tested, which... You know, your, your kids get sick. You probably want to bring them in to make sure they don't have it, right? Um, because you don't want to wait a couple of days till it gets really, really bad. So I wonder if hospitals are going to get, in another week, going to get overwhelmed by people who, who want to get checked out for every little sniffle or cold they have. Um, and then if if some states don't have anybody infected and some do are they going to start shutting down flights and other, you know what i mean i i don't know how bad it'll get well we started with the travel ban that's already yeah. been issued mm-hmm. um to china obviously but so, what what other things could take place that just are... travel, travel ban to europe i yeah. mean the travel ban to china is going to be devastating to the economy yeah um but i saw a thing today that said oh china's starting to recover and people are going back to work i don't know what to believe because the news is so biased one way or another you got to search 15 different places to get the truth uh, because it's all politically swayed one way oh or the other. God. It's so horrible. It's so yeah. politicized. Oh, it's ridiculous, yeah. Uh, if we just concentrate on the f- on the facts of what's taking place and mm-hmm. then the preparedness to not get the disease, we don't have to go crazy. We just need to be better prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are- and, and let's say it blows over, right? Do people think that way to be like, man, that, that's, that could have been worse? How am I going to react the next time something like that? Because if you live in... Prescott, Arizona, maybe it's not that bad. But if you live in Manhattan with like 10 million people and somebody gets sick and it just starts spreading like crazy, how are you? The only way to do it if you're not sick is to isolate, right? To get out of that city and get to somewhere more remote 
and isolate yourself from all these sick people. Yeah. How do you do that? That's a tough thing to do. I mean, it's easy enough to to uh, offset and break away from somewhere like Prescott, right? A vehicle and get into a very rural area. But out of Manhattan, man, to get up into those mountains, uh, how far you got to drive before you get up into somewhere rural? Um and maybe, maybe if it gets really bad, Manhattan will be shut down by the government. And, and that's you the know, big fear, right? Yeah. Like what? What is that? What happens in that scenario? Mm-hmm. I mean, they that's contain not beyond. That sounds like a movie, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. Wuhan just did it, right? Yeah, yeah. To to, to millions of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. by the time they'd catch it, it would already be spread. It yeah. spread around. You know, if all those people would have been home to to upstate New York or Connecticut or wherever they live, and it just would have spread like wildfire. Yeah, my, my biggest concern is the, the look, a lot of people aren't prepared. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a whole bunch of people who aren't prepared and they decide to prepare, you're obviously in the supply chain, or you're going to get kinks in the supply chain. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, things are going to break down. Things are going to collapse. We reported on the H90, or I'm sorry, I keep saying H, it's N95 mask, and that's the minimum recommendation recommended uh, mask to be worn to prevent. But even some experts are saying it doesn't prevent anything. Um, but that mask sold out everywhere, and mm-hmm. and there's companies now charging ten times as much uh, for that particular mask. Uh, we talked about what things to do, and I, I want to address those things in this this kind of context of what we're talking about in worst case scenarios. One. Hygiene and sanitization are the most important things to ensure you don't get the disease. Mm-hmm. But that starts with separation from the local populace. Yeah, I mean, or, you could you could wear exposure. a mask and gloves, but how long can you do that? A week, a month? Yeah. I mean, how do you go on with your life? And then you can say, well, you know, don't touch your face. How many times a day do you touch your face and you don't even know it? You know. Yeah. So you you can have those short term solutions. But I don't know how you keep going for weeks and weeks that yeah. it's still hanging in there and uh, try and prevent everything you touch. It just seems unrealistic. It is. I think I mean, isolation is the number one thing. I think thing, you right? have to. But that's hard to do too because you got to yeah. make a living and you yeah. got to have money. And, and you, you have to have, prep. And you have to have a place to go. Yeah. Right? And even if you had family in upstate New York, really rural, and there's a, there's an outbreak, do they really want you coming up there bringing, all, bringing those germs? Man, they got to think about their kids. Yeah. So it, it, it's a tough one. And, and we've talked about it a lot because that's the realm we're in, right? And we're going to do make some moves in the future to be better prepared for something like this because a meteor hitting, hitting you know, the, the earth could happen, but this is much, much more likely. Yeah. It's on the front doorstep. Yeah. My, yeah. my thing is I want to be prepared. I want people to be prepared normally as a, a staple of their lives to be prepared for long-term survival mm-hmm. in their house. Mm. That means 30 days of food. That means 30 days of water, uh, containing the water. That means 30 days of, pharmaceutical requirements that's necessary for your health type 2 type 1 insulin the list goes on medications medications etc um hygiene products baby wipes soap Mm -hmm. like just basics Mm -hmm. of hygiene uh toilet paper uh, for example Mm -hmm. um i want people to be prepared that way normally but now all of a sudden it's becoming highlighted it's like oh maybe i should prepare Mm -hmm. you should always prepare yeah and so well, our our thing is, look, you should always prepare for the worst case scenario, and this is kind of the worst case scenario. I mean, you're not like like Kev said, the the meteorite hitting is less likely, but this is here on our doorstep. So take this as a this is a perfect opportunity to mm-hmm. grow, 
as an individual and as a family. Yeah, and if it if it fizzles out and becomes nothing, take it as a rehearsal. Exactly. Yeah, this yeah. is a free rehearsal mm-hmm. for you. And it's also an opportunity to invest in your preparedness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that starts with philcrasserover.com. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it, it starts with preparation. Look, we don't have food uh, on our website. We used to actually sell food on our website, but uh, Valley Food Storage is a good, recommended, sustainable, 25-year shelf life food. Uh, I, I actually have a coupon code for that if you're interested. It's uh, uh, I don't know what it is. Okay. It, it, you have to text something, and it's. I oh, wish they yeah. didn't do that. I hate George those fucking knows. things. Email but, George. Yeah, yeah. It, email George at george at philcraftsurvival dot um, But Valley Food Storage has a twenty percent discount code uh, for uh, anything you buy on their website, and I literally just bought an extra sixty days worth of food because I'm thinking about this shit mm-hmm. now. Uh, it, it, it it's weird to say that it excites me. I don't know. Is that weird? Yeah. Yeah, it excites me in the sense of preparedness. Oh yeah, it excites. It you. reinforces the fact that you have yeah. you. It gives excites the wrong word. It, it's it's uh, what is the word there? It makes you feel more at ease. Yeah, to know that you're prepared. Right. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel yeah. that's super I, PC me, of you. It makes me feel more at ease to know that I know you, so I'm just going to take your shit. I know. You're going (laughs) to pop me in the nugget with a mark. Just make it fast, man. That's all I'm saying. Make it quick. From the back of the head. I don't want anything from the front. Um, Food preparation, uh, water containment, uh, trauma kits, survival kits, all the basics of survival are important. Um, But the thing is, what we're preparing for in that worst-case scenario, remember, we're we're not talking about get mask, right? A mask is given. The mask, in fact, protects your um, mouth and nose from getting touched by your hand. And that's the big... I always tell people, like, the mask is not for respiration. The bottom line is, if you could breathe air, you could breathe microscopic viral or bacterial disease. What's important for the mask is preventing um, that the touching of your mouth and nose by creating a barrier. And even if it's not a mask that's rated as an N95, 99 mask, having something, it could be a fucking cravat around the, your face, mm-hmm. will allow you to think about touching that before you do it. But isolation is one thing. Social networks is another thing. We were, we were joking about it last night, about our survival network. Do you really want, I mean, uh, this is a question for you. Do you really want guys and gals in your network that are just associates to be to know that you have mm. a stockpile of ammo and guns and food and yeah, everything we, else. We had talked about it. It would be really cool to have like a group of ten people and everybody brings something to the table. Somebody's got you know. Jars what do you bring to the table? Guns and bullets <laughs> and lots of them. <laughs> lots of experience using of guns big, and bullets. A little bit of skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a willingness to use them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, well, you made a good point too. Is uh, you said, you know, most people don't think about defending their family and their and their mm-hmm. lives but when something happens like this and you're fighting for resources to feed mm-hmm. your family yeah and your, your neighbor who's really cool and takes his kids to soccer yeah. practice what's he going to be willing to do when his kids go hungry oh absolutely yeah so if you you can have all the food and everything prepped if you don't have guns bullets and some skills to pr- defend that stuff in a bad situation and it doesn't take long for shit to go bad i know it takes a week days maybe, maybe. less yeah. yeah and uh yeah, there's a lot people will do. What's it's funny? It's like you ask, you say, like, what will people do? And some people won't do shit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know. What I'll do. Yeah, me. I won't even go there. <laughs> uh, 
So here's some latest developments, and, and I want to reference some different um, uh, references. This is the Washington Post. The three new cases announced Saturday in Washington State bring the number of infections in the U.S. to 23, excluding repatriates, which includes 47 other people who have been repatriated to the United States off the Diamond Princess cruise ship. So 23 excluding the people who came over on a ship and were repatriated via China. The newly announced cases include the first possible outbreak in a long-term nursing facility. Health officials have said older people and adults in poor health face the highest risk from the virus, which is similar to type A, type B. If you're Mm -hmm. weak, if you have a compromised immune system, look, the, the, the cure for the common cold, which could be the flu, in a lot of cases... Lots of sleep, lots of rest, stay hydrated, and stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Let it run um, its course, yeah. And let it run mm-hmm. its course because it's a virus. Yeah. I will tell you this, man. When I had H1N1, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Like, I felt like shit. Yeah. Like, my brain felt like it was melting in my head like fucking jello. Yeah. I had no respiratory issues. Like really? I, like, I, I had night coughs, but I didn't have anything. Like, I wasn't hacking up. I wasn't, I wasn't sneezing. Um, but I took... Tamox or Tamiflu. Mm-hmm. It's there's a Tamox and something the the actual drug, but I took uh, Tamiflu, and a lot of people were like, "Don't fucking take Tamiflu." And I looked it up and looked the research. There's a whole bunch of data on this. Obviously, it's it's recommended by the the FDA. Um, but Tamiflu cuts down the time on a virus by two to three days, which in a seven day p- potential window. It's a lot of fucking days when you're suffering. You, you got over it by three days, right? Three days. Yeah. Dude, in the fourth mm-hmm. day, I woke up, and it was like nothing happened. Really? I ran the fourth day. Wow. Like, it was like, I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Like, I was in this weird state of fever and just lucid dreaming and just shit, and then woke up and felt fine. Um, I recommend Tamiflu, man. I, I took it. It was an antiviral, and I know anti-vaxxers are going to... Look, I love anti-vaxxers, Right. I, I want to say let you guys know I love you guys. You guys, a lot of you guys follow us. I love you guys. I'm just not that kind of guy. When I when I was in the military, when we were in the military, they gave us uh, a vaccine for anthrax. I wouldn't take it. I, I told them I wouldn't I take, it. take it. They Be, made me take it. Is that it. the one that oozes? Yes. shit? Yeah. So the, the, yeah, I was sitting there waiting to go, and I had my commander beside me, and he was like. I'm not taking this shit. And I was like, really? And he said, just look at, there's a questionnaire. Do you have any of these things? Which they they make you, uh, they give you a waiver and say you can't do it. Take it. And I was like, okay. And I checked uh, eczema, which I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and yeah. And they, were, and they gave me like a waiver for life. Like I never had to take it. You fucker. Dude, I yeah. Have that, I have anthrax in me. Fuck and you, that. Yeah. No, no I'm but not an have, anti-vaxxer, but, you, but I didn't want that fucking thing. You have that thing. skin disease. You have that. What's yeah, it whatever called? it's called. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what it was. I had to look it up later Damn. on. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, man. Well, they, that's the thing. It's like we've been made in instances to potentially take it to, to be deployable. Yeah. And I'm just not a fan of it because I don't, look, I don't want to put foreign shit in my body. Yeah. But and some of it's really, really proven. Smallpox. I mean, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. How many young people, how, you know how people died? Millions yeah. of people know, died for yeah. smallpox. It's been eradicated. And it's for, been eradicated yeah, because yeah, of yeah, vaccines. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. f- vaccines for the flu are around 50%. Don't argue with me. It's 43, 48. It's around 50%. So half of the people who are vaccinated are, are still going to get the flu. Um, but it is a preventative measure, according to the CDC. And according to me, fuck, I've had the... The first time I ever had the flu was a month and a half ago. 
I've really? never had the fucking mm-hmm. flu ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And the first time I got it, and it, this is the first year I haven't taken the um, the flu vaccine, shot. the flu, flu shot, shot. Yeah. because it, it wasn't free via the military. And I had to go to, I went to Walmart and I was like, I heard you guys do things for veterans where it's like a good discount. Like, yeah, it's going to be a few hours. I was like, I'm out. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. I'll take the chances. Mm-hmm. And I took the chances and got sick. Mm. Look, I don't want, I don't, I don't want, number one, I don't want the coronavirus. I don't want to get sick from foreign shit, but I don't want my friends and family to get sick from foreign mm-hmm. shit. Okay. If we have to hold up in our houses and fucking eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for fucking a couple of weeks till the shit breezes over, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, and for all those people that are out there, oh, buying into the hype, you know? Um, do you remember uh, Katrina? Remember those oh, people that were on the roof and their their whole house was underwater and they're they're standing there with their hands up or a sign saying, come and rescue me? Yes. There are people who didn't buy into the hype. Yeah. Right? They were like, this isn't going to... And maybe it'll blow, blow over. But if it doesn't and it gets really bad, that's almost too late to prep because all the shit's going to be gone off the shelf. It and, will be. And you won't have a chance. So what's the worst that happened? You, you get prepared and then nothing happens and you have that store of food or whatever you need and eat it. And then prepare for the next thing, you know? Yeah. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to go crazy. But you have, yeah, yeah you know, put a few things in place for peace of mind. I, I know we're good in Prescott, man. Mm-hmm. Prescott's a oh, fuck, dude. Don't come near Prescott because my 6'5 could if reach out do, to a thousand meters. If you do, bring ammo and call for it. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? The uh, the uh, the uh, uh, password uh, oh, ch- stay a, a challenge? Yeah. It was like, hey, stay alert. You'd be like, what? Boom! <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. Stay alive. Too late. <laughs> Too late. Um, I, I think. I, I think, like you said, more rural areas they have nothing to worry about. Yeah. But I can't imagine being in San Francisco yeah. and it becomes rampant. Or New York City, because New York City, like I lived in New York, and and you're talking bridges to get out of Manhattan. You know, so crazy. And, and yeah. Remember there was a there was a power outage there a couple of years ago. Yeah. And all those people had to walk home because no, no, nothing was working. Yes. Yeah, it just it was like a it was apocalyptic. Just like a bug out nightmare. And it was just a mm-hmm. power outage. And it was apocalyptic. Yeah, it was. Uh, I always quote the, the the situation in Atlanta, Georgia, where you had one inch of ice shut down the fucking oh, highways. Yeah, yeah. And people people gave up in their cars. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to die here. <laughs> like, it's only been like five hours, bro. You just ate at five, guys. Like, you're yeah, good. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, man. In North Carolina's like that. Yeah. Slightest little dusting, close the schools, close yeah. the Power lines get shut down. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they start yeah. breaking. Yep. Um, Italy became the third country. I, I did say Japan, but it's not Japan. Why it's do we Italy. think Italy's getting hit so hard? The travel. I think it's the oh, travel. The tourist. The tourists. Mm. The tourism. You, you know, Europeans are travelers, man. They are, yeah. The overland movement started from Europeans mm-hmm. just traveling. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's like moving to, it's like for us going to, from here to Arizona, right? You're going across three countries in Europe for the same distance. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Italy became the third country in addition to China and South Korea to f- confirm more than a thousand cases. So South Korea, China, and Italy have confirmed more than a thousand of the 1,049 patients, 401 are hospitalized, and the rest are self-isolated at home. The thing to note about hospitalization, I think it's a 20% or something like that, 20, 18 to 20%, and, and, and if I'm fucking this up, I'm sorry, 18 to 20% of hospitalized people wind up passing away. So if you actually are hospitalized, there's a big that, chance That's because people leave it to the last minute. They go do. to the hospital. They do. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they die from complications, which nurses, pneumonia is a complication. Are nurses and stuff getting infected, I wonder? Because they got to treat these people, right? Mm, that's a good question. Nurses are unsung heroes, man. They really they are, are. The man. job they, they do are. is... It's funny. It, I was in the VA hospital, and I wasn't sure if I had the flu, but I felt like shit. It was three in the morning. Yeah. I, I drove at three in the morning. 
and arrived at the VA at about 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Nobody was there. And the guy who was helping me, was who was a nurse, didn't have a mask on. And the other woman was like, why aren't you wearing a mask? Like, oh, no, no, no big deal. Like, you need to wear a mask. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they tested me, and it came back type A. And then he's wearing a mask. But it's like, fuck, man. Mm. You work in an ER. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, more power to you. But if I'm, a, if I'm an emergency room nurse, I'm gloved up and yep, masked up absolutely. with every human being that I engage. If it's an emergency, it's because something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. So bizarre, wow. man. So uh, economic woes. What, how could the economy being affected affect the security and survivability of the populace? Hopefully it doesn't get that bad. But like I said, if it gets really bad, then businesses are going to shut down. You know, schools are going to shut down. Not Philcraft Survival, dog. Not Philcraft Survival, no. No, George we'll be in there fucking... We'll be a Fortune 500 company then. <laughs> We need to sell concertina wire. We need to sell fucking masks. I should have bought like a hundred thousand masks. Right? Yeah, you have some, right? I do have some. Yeah. I do have some because mm-hmm. it's a it's a industrial mask. I use it for painting and doing stuff with cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my one of the biggest fears is it's not the biggest fear. I, I, I shouldn't even say that. One of the biggest concerns is that once the economy starts collapsing, because consumer confidence is what's driving the economy. Mm-hmm. If the if the consumer isn't confident in the stability of the market, they're not going to invest in the market, and so that's what you see happening with the S and P five hundred and the stock market. People just aren't necessarily vested yep. when they wake up in the morning and they go, "Oh shit, shit's turbulent," especially when it comes to China. I talked to my good bu- uh, buddy Joe. You were actually in the car when this conversation was going on, um, but Joe, who works in China. South Africa, all over the world, in business, in supply chain management for manufacturing and everything else, has said it is becoming an issue mm-hmm. at a certain parts of uh, of China. Now, the parts that we work with aren't, aren't a problem, but it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And then, where do we draw the line? Do do we one day because we're getting so many infected cases say we're not receiving any more containers? I mean, dude, a lot of the population yeah. uses like 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 that coach bag you got. It's probably made in China. Mm-hmm. Like all the shit that you that you have, go to your closet and look mm-hmm. inside. Look at the tags in your closet. Mm-hmm. Everything you use is mostly made in China, a foreign country, and now you don't have access to that. Uh, for, Amazon's going to take the fucking biggest hit. Maybe after this is over, maybe that you know. American made. Yeah, need to start making more shit in America because you, you really want to rely on a country that can have outbreaks like this like it, it, it's uh maybe start buying american-made shit yeah you know? i thought about that too uh business-wise you know our new philcraft mobility bag is made for by tier tactical mm-hmm. made in the united states mm-hmm. um I, look the problem with textiles and really any product uh in the united states is how expensive it is because of the labor and then people bitch about the, the well, product tier being tactical, expensive. Tier, people think, oh, anybody can sew stuff. Tier Tactical's got skilled sewers like that are really, really good. 20, you know? 30 year sewers. Yeah, they're, they're retaining fin- them. Look at the stitching on a Tier Tactical product, and it is phenomenally done, you know? Uh, there's a there's a um, uh, one, uh, thing on The Guardian, which is one of my favorite news resources, that talks about the myths versus the facts. And one of the, one of the myths is it's no more dangerous than the winter f- flu. So many individuals who get coronavirus will experience nothing worse than the seasonal flu symptoms, 
but the overall profile of the disease, including its mortality rate, look more serious at that 2% rate. At the start of an outbreak, the apparent mortality rate can be an over can be an overestimate if a lot of mild cases are being missed, which is more likely the mm-hmm. case. But this week, a World Health Organization expert suggested that this has not been the case with COVID nineteen. We're calling it coronavirus on um, Corona novel virus nineteen. Bruce Elward, uh, a WHO representative who led an international mission to China to learn about the virus and the country's response said the evidence did not suggest that they were only seeing the tip of the iceberg. If borne out by further testing, this could mean that the current estimates of a, res- a roughly 1% to 2% mortality rate are accurate. This would make COVID-19 about 10 times more deadly than the seasonal flu, which is, wow. which mm-hmm. is, uh, which is uh, the stat that we just mentioned, which, estimated to ki- which is estimated to kill between 290,000 and 650,000 people a year globally. Wow. That's the estimates. Yeah. That's just based on the current fact that mm-hmm. is the mortality rate. Mm. Another claim is it only kills the elderly so younger people can relax. Most people who are not elderly and do not have underlying health conditions will not become critically ill from uh, the disease, but the illness still has a higher chance of leading to serious respiratory symptoms than seasonal flu, which includes pneumonia. Health workers, for instance, are more vulnerable because they're likely to have higher exposure to the virus. The actions that young, healthy people take, including reporting symptoms and following quarantine instructions, will have an important role in protecting them. Um, claim, face masks don't work. Wearing a face mask, face mask is not an ironclad guarantee, but viruses can still also transmit to the eyes and tinnitus particles, known as aerosols, can still penetrate masks. However, go ahead. Sorry, I, I, I found that interesting, actually. You can rub your eye. Take it in through your eye, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah the tear ducts in your eyes mm-hmm. are, are a portal to your... How many times do you rub your eye during the day? Oh, dude, my little Chinese <laughs> eyes, I rolled, I touch those things all the time. Um, you need to be with an infected person for, for 10 minutes. For flu, some hospital guidelines define exposure as being within six feet of an infected person who sneezes or coughs for 10 minutes or longer. That's exposure, right? Mm. And think about it on a sub, like a subway. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's... Six feet, you, oh you're God, like yeah. you're like inches away mm-hmm. from the person in front of you. However, it is possible to be infected with shorter interactions, or even by picking the virus up from contaminated surfaces. Um, although this is thought to be a less common route of transmission, it's typically thought of to be person to person. Although these travel people, who knows? A vaccine could be ready within a few months. The reality is, scientists were quick out the gates and beginning development on a vaccine, helped by early release of genetic sequence by Chinese researchers. But, however, the incremental trials required before a commercial vaccine could be rolled out are a lengthy undertaking. I mean, that's just reality, man. Mm-hmm. If you don't, I don't want a vaccine that just came out of a lab. It, They're yeah. like, we got one. Yeah. Well, you put that in you first, and I'll see you in a year and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, claim, if a pandemic is declared, there is nothing more we could do to stop the spread, which is what, what, what is known as a pandemic is defined as a worldwide spread of the new disease. But the exact threshold for declaring one is quite vague. In practice, the actions being taken would not change whether or not it was a, de- a pandemic. Delaying the onset of an outbreak or decreasing the peak is crucial in allowing health systems to cope with a sudden influx of patients. I think it's going to be labeled a pandemic. There's, mm-hmm. In my opinion, there's, there's no way it's not going to be a pandemic. Um, it's just how we deal with that in the future is really going to determine whether it becomes a common thing like the common cold mm. in our society. 
Um, so what would you do if you're a person right now at home and you're listening to this podcast, what should be the first steps that people should do right this moment that they could do to improve their chances of not getting one infected with corona and then prepping for the future of this virus? So obviously, depending on where you you work and where you live, it's going to drive your, your response, right? Um, people have to go to work. It's not like you could just stay at home for 30 days and we ride this that. thing We could out. stay at home. I could, man. I'm retired now. Dude. That's awesome. Dude. Yeah. You, we could stay at home and work from our cell phones. Yeah, imagine if you're in the public service industry where you're dealing with people face-to-face all day, every day. You know, that that's... I don't know what you can do. You can wear a mask if you want. You can wear gloves. But, you know, washing your hands, obviously, and, and, and trying to steer away from people as much as possible are, are obvious choices. But you might want to think about what it would take if it got really bad to be able to write it out for a month at your house and just chill and stay stay away from it so that that's a lot of to to be able to live for a month that's a lot of food that's a lot of water that's a lot of you know you need to have your meds and all that anything you 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 need any antibiotics you need but um there's quite a bit of prep even for 30 days that uh, you might want to think about um i don't think anybody needs to displace anytime soon but it might come to that, and it might not. Hopefully, it won't. Like going more but, rural, yeah, going more rural, and and, and getting out of a, a heavily populated area where this is spreading like crazy. A real good template is every day we get on the news and see how many more states have cases. Uh, That's a yeah. real good template to see how this thing yeah. spreading. And, and this podcast is going to be updated, guys, because this is changing mm-hmm. by the hour. Yeah, uh, I, I want to let you know. You know, my recommendations. One. We have a filled wellness one intro to herbal medicine course where you could use, uh, you know, 40% of all pharmaceutical drugs that are prescribed are derived from plant extracts. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Carissa who will be teaching um, our course, the filled wellness course on April 5th in Prescott, Arizona. You can go to philcraftsurvival.com. Look, it's 50 bucks, man. Show up, learn how to make tincture. Um, learn how to make um, uh, home remedies using plant plants and not having to buy it. It's really a lost art, isn't it? It is yeah, a lost yeah, art, man. It's yeah. like people are like, oh, that's just Western medicine. That's not real. It's like, no, that's medicine. That's what medicine is. Yeah, It's yeah. not Western medicine. The medicine is this uh, because uh, the majority of it derives uh, from plants anyways. So April 5th, that will be available. And also uh, April 12th is our coronavirus course. Uh, we called it something more fancier than that. It was the pandem- pandemic awareness course. Um, was it awareness or survival course? I, I made it survival. Yeah, survival. I think yeah. you wanted awareness. You said survival is too strong of a word. You were I said awareness is too weak of a word. Yeah, that's, we yeah. had to find the middle ground. Yeah. Uh, so we made up our own word. Yeah. Um, so that course, April 12th in Prescott, it's, Arizona. It's, it, it kind of is awareness, right? Yeah. What's real, what's not real. It's the education. Yeah, it's an educational course. That's it. It's, and it may not yeah. even benefit this time but, but the next time just to be aware yeah and that course on april 12th uh i debated whether or not taking it down because it was it, it's easter sunday mm. but you know what what better way to spend easter sunday mm-hmm. than to get educated on the coronavirus and other pandemic disease mm-hmm. uh, and talking to an expert uh getting briefed by experts about uh potential risk and ways you could mitigate risk uh this podcast has been an hour man has it wow. uh, already it's an hour and actually 10 minutes you were like Drink tea. Yeah. I know. And you fell off the map 30 minutes ago, man. Did I? Let's be honest. Come on, dude. How many teas did you have? One. Did you double tea bag it? No. <laughs> you single tea bagged it? Kevin says I've known him 
Like we'll be in a gunfight in Sutter City on the top of the roof, and he'll bring out like the stove and start making tea. Fuck right, I know, yeah. man. You got to. Yep. Are you excited to get back to Prescott? Yeah, yeah. We've been on the road for a week, man. I'm tired. Yeah, it's uh, it's been weird being out of the army. Has it been? Yeah, a little bit. You've been sleeping a lot. I've been I, like the day I got done. I was yeah. telling you this. I was like handing in paperwork and all that, and then they're like, "Okay, you're done." I was like, "That's it." Yeah, no, no there's like, no parade. Like anti-climate. They're like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what was I expecting? A fucking parade? Yeah. But it, it's cool to be out. It really is. How, how do you I feel? I would never, I would never, I wouldn't change anything. I would never, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. It was a great career to have, but um, it's time it's to your move time. on. Yeah, it's, it's time, time to move on, man. When you get, uh, like I've been an EA for almost half of my career, right? I've been a master sergeant for 10 years and it gets to a certain point where the bullshit and, and your tolerance for bullshit is hard to take. And you, if you're in the army, you've got to be able to take bullshit. It's part of the job. Yeah. So when it gets to that point where you're just getting annoyed all the time, it's time to move on. Time was a good, uh, so you, tr- it's funny, your first week out of the military. Mm-hmm. Training and army guys. You're training army yeah. guys at Fort Carson. Know, yeah. How yeah. was that? It was awesome. They were a good, good group of kids, but it, it just... It's frustrating because I was in the infantry for the first six years of my, my army career and I, I couldn't go to SF because I wasn't a U.S. citizen. So I know the bullshit that you go through as an infantry kid, but I thought we were past that. With all the war and everything. They I, still I, have the same equipment we used 20 God, years ago. My God, their shit's so outdated and, and these kids are frustrated and I tried to help them navigate the, the acquisitions process and there's money there for it. The, the, the units have money, but their, their commanders are... are stopping them buying equipment which is fucking disgusting because your battalion commander doesn't have a fucking clue what your squad needs you know and he should that's leadership right you listen to your guys on the ground and go what do you guys need for the next and i give them a couple of avenues to get stuff and and it seems like they hit roadblocks everywhere they went Mm. so it's frustrating in that way because we we will spend fucking millions of dollars on stupid shit on, I'm conference just, rooms, on, on, on fu- furniture. Yeah, yeah. People move out of a unit, and then another unit moves in, and they'll pull out all the furniture and, and buy new furniture for, you know, three hundred thousand dollars or whatever. The amount yeah. of equipment a fucking infantry guy, you know, platoon or company could buy with that. They're using mission, the same shit. Mission that we essential used. equipment, and then there's stuff that they're issued that they don't have. Yeah. That. Because, I don't know, the system just broke down and, and failed them in some way. So I'm going to do some more research and try to figure out what we could do how to help it, these huh? guys out, man. But there are mechanisms in place. But if your commander doesn't fucking give a fuck and he wants to stop you getting shit, that, 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 that's hard to get around. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was a little shocked. They were good dudes. They were, they were willing to learn. They were thirsty for knowledge. And, and um, pending a deployment. I mean, these guys yeah, are getting a they're go going to, go to fucking Afghanistan soon. And these kids are kids. Yeah, they are. Young yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about this Taliban agreement that was signed and uh, handshakes? You think it's going to last? I'd like to see us out of that country. I really would. I'd like to see no more Americans die. I just, I'm skeptical, man. I, yeah. I just know the Taliban are in it for the long game. And they know how to play these games, and they're not yeah. in a hurry. They're not in a hurry. They can. They, they can have forever. Yeah, they they can. They look at these things in in these conflicts in terms of centuries almost. You know, they've been fighting for so long. I I, I really hope we can get out of there, but I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, Tim Kennedy this morning posted a a post, and he said that uh, it was a quote by Henry Kissinger. It said the conventional army loses if it does not win. The guerrilla wins if he does not lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know, and and people are debating that shit. Of course, like, get the fuck out of here. So many experts. It's like when you wake up and you're an insurgent, your life is insurgency. Yeah. You live there. You live there. Yeah. 
yeah, that's what you do. Easy. It's easy. It's, it's, it's much easy. an easy. It's a much easier fight on yeah. that side because you know you don't have to worry about civilian casualties. You don't have to. You just you pick and choose when you fight. You know, oh, I don't want to fight today. I'm not going to fight. You just pick your time, and it's it's hard to fight that. Yeah. Our next podcast needs to be on leadership. We were going to do that, right? We do, yeah. We really yeah, do. When you're teed up, you're hopped up on tea. monsters and Let's fucking... sniff tea together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get Carissa, doc, a mobile health doc, to make some kind of benzoin, and then we'll just like shoot it up or something. Yeah, we talked about doing leadership and then just going through our careers step yeah. by step and good leaders and bad leaders and what yeah. made them good leaders. Because you look back, like when you're a young NCO, you think screaming and shouting at people is the way to be, but there's yeah. not, you know, and there's a time and a place for that. But uh, mentoring young people and, and you sp- when you get older and you get higher rank, you shouldn't be shouting, man. You shouldn't Absolutely, need to. Man. You crush your fucker yeah. with my pen. By giving them a counseling statement, you know, I don't need yeah. to yell at you anymore. But I, I think that would be a really good podcast. Talk talk about leadership and all, all the leaders in our lives that we yeah. uh, respected and liked and the ones that were just fucking shitbags and had no idea what they were doing. Many didn't. Oh, a lot. A lot. A big yeah. shout out to Hall and Robinson and... and uh Private Andrews. Big shout out to Private Andrews, man. You're doing good, man. Cho. Cho is your Cho, boy. Cho's Cho is your man. boy, He's half yeah. Korean, dude. I got to <laughs> take care of Cho. Um, also, in addition to this, we have a Facebook page. People are uh, hesitant to go on the Facebook page. I get it, man. I, I understand Facebook. They blocked my advertising account because they don't like my company. They don't support companies like mine mm-hmm. according to their policies and terms. But if you can, go into my link in my profile on mike.a.glover um, or Philcraft Survival, and you'll see our Facebook page, which is Prepped EDC. We have Philcraft Survival as a Facebook page, but you can go to a private group called Prepped EDC and find out, find out a whole bunch of stuff like when we're releasing our EDC bag, what people are doing about their EDC and best practices and new equipment, and then expect us with our media guy, Austin, to be doing reviews on EDC Buyer Guide. on We just added the tab on our website, by the way. I added that yesterday. And then we'll be doing like a point system where we have a universal point system when Kevin's uh, uh, doing a review on a product like an optic or gun. We'll have parameters. Mm-hmm. We'll give it points. Same with me on gun reviews and anything that we do. This is a big. EDC. This is a big part of what I did in the army too. You know. The oh yeah, couple tie of years, into that. Yeah. yeah. And when you're when you're testing equipment, you need to isolate parameters. So you're testing that one piece and all that. And there's a there's a little bit to it, but I think it'll be uh, it'll be good. It'll be beneficial. It'll be awesome, man. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. PhilcraftSurvival.com. Hey, so many people have checked out our Philcraft Survival YouTube channel, but you're not subscribed. In fact, I know that because we could read the analytics. Seventy percent of people who watch our videos aren't subscribed. So that means we get a hundred. We have one hundred eight thousand subscribers. The majority of those, which is the small minority of the larger percent, um, most people don't subscribe. So if you can subscribe, if you like this podcast, it's providing you value. Leave us feedback. All those kind of algorithmy things help us in analytics and allow us to get to the top and get exposed to more people. And we want to provide this always for free for you guys uh, because we care about you. We we actually get. Uh, I get satisfaction out of providing content and information mm-hmm. and educating people. That's the passion we have. Every couple of days, we're surging with something new and content. Uh, big shout out to everybody at Phil Cross Survival. Uh, we couldn't do it. I couldn't do it unless it was uh, we had the right guys in right in the right place. George, yeah. Raul, Austin. Do I have to mention Austin? God. The uh, 
I'm teaching a long run course in Prescott, 14, 15 March. Yeah. And we still have a couple of slots. Everyone, everyone else, every course yeah. behind that sold out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to learn how to shoot a long gun, you can get a rifle from us in optics um, and do two days and you'll, you'll be crushing steel at a thousand yards, man. Easy. Uh, come on out and train. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, we do have SIG holsters now. They're back in they're back in stock, but they're in stock. We just started making them after this SIG review. I'm not fucking paid by SIG. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Like, like, I wish I was paid by SIG. Mm-hmm. I'm not paid by SIG. I think it's a good pistol. I'll rep every pistol that I have. In fact, I think the next review is going to be the HKP7, mm-hmm. which is an old school review. But sure. let's just see. I, yeah. I like the fact that you have to grip it a certain way to use it, which means you can just jam it in a bag or a purse, merce, whatever. And I have to worry about it uh, ADing into your crotch. Mm. I choose crotch because it's more dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got. Mm. You got anything? Where mm. you been at, man? I'm here. Okay. Your tea gone? Yeah. Is it gone? Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's bedtime, man. It's Let's like go to bed. We got to get up at like three in the morning. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the Phil Kraus Survival Podcast. Kevin Owens. Kevin dot P dot Owens. And the P doesn't stand for Patty. It stands for Paul. <laughs> Plastic Patty. That's what it stands for. Kevin.p.owens. People said that to me before. Really? On, Patty? on Instagram. Make sure you check him out. Mike.a.glover. PhilCrossTheRoll.com. Podcast. YouTube. The list goes on. Thank you so much, guys. Until next time, stay alert. Stay alive. Stay alive.